0: In this series, we have some pretty frank discussions about topics including race, sexuality and violence. Some of the content and the language may be triggering. Can I ask you about the hat you're wearing, Ola? Can you describe it for us?
1: So I am wearing a MAGA country hat. It says MAGA country on there. Um, The first A has the cutout of Africa on there. So it's a Make Africa Great Again hat. MAGA country. Me and Bola, the Nigerian brothers, we are presidents of MAGA country. We have equal 50-50 share in this country. and It's a great country. If you ever want to come visit, we'll take good care of you. No racism at all over there. Everybody's welcome. And we love everybody over there. And um, we just saw Jake Paul had a fight and Mike Tyson was there wearing our MAGA hats. We will be coming to talk to you about that
2: because... (laughs) You you can see the uh, inspiration that the Nigerian brothers are having uh, in the world. And even Mike Tyson would wear a hat that we... Uh, made. We came up with the design. We came up with the n- name MAGA and having the Africa as the A. So, shout out to the Nigerian brothers for inspiring the greats.
0: Yeah, so just to confirm, the A is actually the outline of Africa. Africa. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly.
0: So, it's make Africa great, great, again. great again.
2: And it's red. So, when people first see it, they think, oh, that's Trump, make America great again. Uh, but when you look at it closely, no, it's really Africa, make Africa great again.
0: I'm Charlie Webster. This is Attacking Jesse, the Oshendairo Brothers story.
1: I don't know what reason Jesse wanted it to be done so soon, probably because of the um, letter. So he wanted something to come quick after that. And my brother and I were leaving to Nigeria that day the attack happened. We were leaving to Nigeria that evening. So I believe that's why it had to be that day. He probably didn't want to wait
2: two weeks for us to get back to to do it. That's a misconception that people had that, oh, they ran away to Nigeria after committing a crime, which, no, absolutely not. we been had that planned. We bought our tickets in October, right. like three months prior to the attack that we had no idea was uh, going to happen.
0: So why did you go to Nigeria?
2: So there was an audition that we wanted to participate in uh, for Big Brother. And uh, the show is called Big Brother Naija. It's the Nigerian version of Big Brother. It's one of the biggest shows in Nigeria that uh, everyone knows about in Nigeria. So we wanted to audition for that show and we never ended up auditioning for that show though, for the reason we went there. Why? We
1: didn't have um, passports. We didn't have Nigerian identification.
2: Yeah, you had to have a Nigerian passport. And at that moment, we didn't have it, so we weren't able to audition. And let me tell you, there was thousands of people there to audition for Big Brother Niger. The line was crazy, and it was unorganized, so we had to wait a long time just to be told, oh, you don't have a passport? You can't do it. I was pissed. Yeah, I was hurt. I was hurt because I I felt like we were going to get on it. Like our character, our personality, who we were, us being uh, from America too is something that they would like. So not being able to actually audition was painful.
0: So just to confirm that when you went to Nigeria, you couldn't do the Big Brother audition because you didn't have a Nigerian passport. Correct. Yes, exactly. What's your passport?
1: We only had our American
2: blue passports. And the reason why it was that day was uh, Jesse knew we were leaving to Nigeria, and he wanted to do it before we left to Nigeria. He had asked me, when are you leaving uh, to Nigeria in text message. And uh, that was the reason why. He wanted to figure out the plan on when we should do it. And it just happened to fall on that night because... No one's looking at the weather. He just wanted it done. We weren't looking at the weather, too. He was coming back from New York, I believe, from auditioning for a Broadway play, I believe, and it would just make sense for us to do it that night because, one, we're leaving to Nigeria. Two, he's not in Chicago, but he's coming back to Chicago on the night of the 28th so originally it was supposed to be on the night of the 28th but it got moved back because the weather his flight was delayed multiple times uh and he ended up i believe coming back we made it happen at 2 a.m changed the time to 2 a.m but i believe it was supposed to be 9 p.m or 10 p.m the day prior yeah We prepared for how cold it was gonna
1: be, but it was so cold there was no preparing for that cold. Like we had long johns on, jeans over that, undershirts, sweaters, coats, head caps, gloves. We had probably like three pairs of socks on. Inside of the socks we had um, hand warmers. All of that did not work. It was still freezing,
0: because in a way, the cold almost came to your defense because a lot of people said, "Oh, a race attack couldn't happen like that when it was that weather and it was that cold well, who the,
1: who's crazy? like you gotta be a super racist to to wanna to wanna wait for somebody and attack them in that weather just because you don't like that person like.
0: But you guys did it in that weather.
2: Yeah, because... It was a paid gig. It was yeah. an <laughs> yeah.
0: And what about the fact that it was done in that neighborhood? Because it was a wealthier neighborhood. And again, a lot of people straight away went, this can't be real because the cold, but two, because of it wouldn't happen in that neighborhood. Why?
1: Right. Is
0: o- that a valid argument?
1: It is. Oprah lives, like, right down the street from... From that, from where it happened, and it's a super liberal area. So, for something like that to happen there, it's one in a million chance.
0: Ah, so it wasn't necessarily that it, that it was an upper class area. It's the fact that it's a liberal area.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, both of it. It's a, a upper class area, a wealthier place, and also uh, Chicago being a very liberal place. Uh, people thought it couldn't happen. But honestly, yeah, you can uh, You could say that it's very unlikely. However, things can happen anywhere. Let's be real. And shit does happen anywhere. So people saying that it's possible for it to happen. It is. But generally speaking, people wouldn't believe that something like that could happen there in Streeterville, Chicago, out of all places. It's very Uh, unlikely. Especially with what was said, MAGA country. Chicago is far from right conservative. Chicago is so liberal that every other city and town in Illinois wants Chicago to be its own state because Chicago is uh, blue, but the rest of Illinois is really red. Yeah. So uh, Chicago winning the governorship being blue, the the other towns and counties are upset. Like, come on, man, Chicago can't be uh, choosing for us. Uh, for the whole For state. the whole state. Mm-hmm. So that's how liberal Chicago is.
0: So then because it's that liberal, did it not bring up questions in your mind? that people would question it and Once think it was again, No, <laughs> no. We didn't think that
2: far. We weren't thinking about the ramifications of all uh, we didn't think we thought it would get big but not that
1: big not evolving
2: us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, so I feel like um we really didn't look into the ramifications I really didn't look into the ramifications of everything because it wasn't involving us we weren't the ones that were going to be out on the headlines and on the front news so that's probably why i didn't look at the ramifications that much
0: because you never thought your identity would be revealed right so it's not like you thought that you both would be pictured as the two Uh white supremacists whatever
1: was going to happen was going to be happening with him
0: right i have heard you say that it was just an acting role but also it's hard, when obviously we all know what transpired, to not wonder how you didn't think of any consequences.
2: It wasn't enough time to think about consequences, because it happened in the span of three days, where he told us what he wanted, and uh, we had to carry it out and go buy all the items. He first told us about it, I think, on the 26th. and we did the fake attack on the 29th. So it wasn't much time to think about it. Uh, We were thinking about what we had to do, the uh, role, and building our character for the role and all that. He gave us a check after the- uh, A A dry run. A dry run. So basically going over where the attack will take place, what he wanted us to say and do exactly
1: exactly the exact point where he wanted us to meet and have the attack happen so a camera could see it capture capture the moment yeah i felt like it was an acting like it was like an acting it was like rehearsal it was like an acting gig for us for me
2: it did feel surreal to me it felt like like i said before like damn this is it this is what That They do, and we're a part of what they do. We are it now. We are Hollywood, okay. Shit, let's go. (laughs) That's what it felt like.
1: Did you get into, because I know, you know, as an actor, you'd speak with a director about your character and that sort of thing. Did you talk to him about any of that?
0: This is producer Jackson asking the question.
2: Uh, He wanted us to be... Uh, obviously, we were going to be white supremacists, but we didn't talk too much about him, about the character, but we talked amongst ourselves. Right. Uh, And your name was... I had a name for him. Bubba. Bubba. And we were pretty much white supremacists from the South. South, yeah. Uh, We walked differently. We changed our accents to what we thought sounded like a white racist person. Uh, So it was... An acting gig. It was a real acting gig for us.
0: You mentioned your walk because that was one of the things, though, that people said that they could tell that you weren't white because of the way you walked.
2: Hindsight is twenty-twenty. They lie. Right, right, exactly. They lie. They are lying. How can you tell? So yeah. what I walk like a black gangster? <laughs> right. What <are> they trying <laughs> like, to say? They are you much. feel me? What are you trying to say? What what do I
0: walk so like? So you think that African? was once they knew uh, Who you were that they said that? Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
2: The hindsight is twenty twenty. Of course they're gonna say they that. They weren't saying that before. Yeah. Before they found out who we were.
0: Do you feel like it's something you had to do?
2: Yes, because we agreed to it. So once we agreed to it, that's that's it. We ain't no going back. Ain't no saying, oh yeah, I don't think we should do this or not. And we, I didn't think at the time that it was something that was bad. I didn't think much into it that it was something bad. So, uh, and there wasn't much to like come, go back on or to think, oh maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, this is the next step. <laughs> to doing, you know, to becoming who I am. I was uh, acting and I only had one, uh, well, one uh, TV role on uh, Chicago PD. Uh, I, I did other movies and whatnot, but as uh, on TV and a major network, uh, only Chicago PD uh, speaking role. So, likewise. So I thought to myself, like, yeah. This is it. This is going to catapult me or this is me uh, graduating.
0: Did you see Jesse as that influential then?
1: Oh, most definitely. Very much so. I don't think I personally would have done it if he wasn't.
0: So you did it not just because somebody asked you a favor. And I mean, you said to me, Bowler, that... Well, you had to once you'd said you were going to do it. It seems like there's that loyalty there, but you did it because you thought it would improve your careers or take you on that trajectory.
2: Yes, I did it. That was part of it, but the initial, like if anyone just told me to do it, I wouldn't do it. Jesse, we had a bond. He was a friend, or I saw him as an older brother. He he even called me his little brother uh, with our other friend. I sort of had a, not a responsibility, but a, I was indebted to him, I felt like, because he looked out for me. He helped me out with that role, the acting role. He also, look, when, when we go out, look, he, look, look, look,
1: look, go look, ahead. look, look. My father and mother gave birth to me. I feel indebted to them. If they asked me to do something like this, I wouldn't do it. So I don't know about all that. I feel indebted stuff and all that. It's yeah, that's you though. It's who who he is. Who he? Well, yeah, that's you. But yeah, we we a little bit like the same person. So
2: no, we very different.
1: We're different, but we're a lot of likes. And I know how you think. You know how I think. So I wouldn't say. So
0: you
2: weren't, you don't feel, you didn't feel indebted to him then, or he he didn't, but but
0: you did. Yeah, I felt
2: like, yeah, because he's done stuff. When we go out, he'll be buying the drinks and whatnot. He helped me out, you know. So I felt, and of course, he didn't feel indebted to him. He never really hung out with Jesse. He wasn't Jesse's friend. Jesse didn't really know him like that. He only knew him through me and as my brother. He didn't know him personally on that level. Yeah, I'm just saying, I could feel indebted to somebody.
1: I'm not gonna do something for them of that magnitude just because of I feel like I owe them. You feel me? Yeah. That that person had to have something that.
2: Yes, it's gonna help you out. That you're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a. Of course. That's why I said it's only part of it. I didn't say it's the full thing. Yeah. Yeah it was going to help me out, but if I didn't feel indebted to him, it'll probably, I'll, I don't know if I could just do it. Right. Personally.
0: So, Ola, you you basically did it because you thought it could get you somewhere.
2: Most definitely.
0: Was it to do with the fact that your brother asked you? Was there like a loyalty to your brother?
1: Not at all. No. I don't care about this man. <laughs> he doesn't. Clearly. He doesn't. <laughs> nah, nah, at uh, mm my brother was down to do it, honestly, maybe even if he wasn't down to do it, I'll probably still do it because I saw doing this favor for this man that's one of the biggest stars on Empire, um, who's going up in his career. If I do this for him, he's going to look out for me. So did either of you have any second thoughts at all? or you just straight away in that yes i'm going to do this yeah, second thought like <laughs> what
0: no second thought <laughs> no. it was just a
1: yeah um, yeah no
0: problem we'll just do it
1: the only time a second thought came in would be when we were already out there um and we were waiting for him and it was so cold it's the the cold gave me a second thought like man let's get up out of here it was too damn cold so it was the cold that gave me a second thought but apart from that the actual act and everything um a second thought never came to my mind
2: it was colder than penguin feet it was cold as shit man like he said i was really gonna say hey let's go back home man fuck this it's too cold this shit does not make no sense
0: when jesse wanted you to play two white racists effectively and homophobes, did it not just sit a bit wrong with you?
1: It did not, not for me, it did not. I just saw it as an acting gig. If they call me into a studio right now and want me to play the role, I wouldn't feel any type of way about it. And that's
2: but you, But you you'll feel wrong if they told you to play a gay man. Okay, yeah, that's something that I probably-
0: Would
2: you? Uh, would I play a gay man?
1: I would play a gay man, as long as I don't have to do anything physically gay, then yeah,
2: I can play a gay character. Yeah. If he's not kissing on a dude, then yeah, he'll play it. Yeah. It comes down to
1: my morals and what I believe in. I just can't, I just can't cross that
2: line. And actually, I think, I don't know if I was going to be considered for the role, but Before, so when I was getting the stand-in role, when he helped me get the stand-in role, he had asked me, how do I feel about playing a gay character? Who would ask you? Jesse. How do I feel about playing a gay character? And maybe he was asking me because maybe he was considering me to play his love. I don't know. But uh, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, wow. Was that what was going on Uh, when he had asked that question?
1: You both said that you had second thoughts about the cold because it was so cold. What was it that made you kind of go, no, we're going to do this? Why didn't you just go, this is too cold? It was all about timing. We gave it a time, like, we're going to be out here for it. Because he was late. He was late. It felt like over 20 minutes he was late, but it was just a couple of minutes he was late. At the spot we were supposed to meet him at because we had no type of communication with him we didn't we weren't texting during the time we didn't have our phones on us the way we kept time was through a watch that i wore so we're supposed to meet at a certain point at 2 a.m so once he wasn't at that point at 2 a.m we're like all right we're gonna give him five minutes if he's not here we going home. Yeah, so we were going to leave. Yeah, we were, we're going, not going. We were go- up there. No. Nah. hell no. Nah, it was too cold. Impossible. We gave it a certain time, and he showed up before that time.
0: Why didn't you have your phones on you?
2: He asked us not to bring our phones. So running away, we could lose it, drop you know, it, yeah. drop it, or anything. So he said, "Yeah, don't bring your phones." And he had me say, "Nigger," that's race. He had me say faggot, Faggot. Uh so it was about homophobia. It was about that. He also had me say MAGA Maga country, country, that's politics. So he tried to hit on everything. And it's no secret that he was or is big on activism. So I believe this was orchestrated to push his activism.
0: Did you ask him why? When he was asking you to say those things, did you not find them offensive yourself? Did you ask him why you asking me to say those things?
2: No, because it's an acting gig. It's not real. I know it's not real.
0: But then it was portrayed as real.
2: It was portrayed as real. Yes, that's true.
0: Did you not think it would be?
2: Well, what I thought was it was going to be It was going to be caught on camera, and it was going to be used on social media. He was going to blast it out on social social media media, yeah, to show that, oh, look, look what happened to me and whatnot. Okay, it's acting. Whatever. Go ahead. Do what you do. The red cap we wore had no
1: letters on it. It was just a regular red cap. And the reason only one of us had one on was because... That's all they had left at the, at the store we went to. They only had one cap, so that's what we grabbed. And, yeah, that's the story of that. We weren't going to no other store to so
2: buy another red hat. Yeah, and Justin had told us to wear the red hat and obviously to look like Make America Great Again hats.
0: Was there a decision about who wore the hat? Or did it matter?
2: I don't think it mattered. Yeah, yeah, I don't think but part, I yeah. wore the hat. And I was the one that said the words, called out Jer- Jesse. And I was the one that punched him, too. Funny story about that was he uh, did not want my brother to punch him or to act fake punch him because he didn't trust and believe that my brother could hold back his punch. And look at how big he was. He was like, yeah, I don't want to get hit by this guy. So he said he made it a point to say, look, Bola, you punch me. Don't have him punch me. So, that was a little funny story.
0: And did you pull back your punch?
2: Oh yeah, I pulled it back. I pulled my punch. I did not punch him seriously. I didn't hit him seriously at all when we did the fake attack. I said what I said. I pushed him a little bit and then made him, uh, let him fight back. So we tussled a bit. Then I threw him to the ground. Uh, Fake kicked him. And then I wanted to make it look like it was real. So then I put my hand in a knuckle and I gave him a nuggie on his uh, cheek so I pressed my knuckle into his cheek to give him a bruise and that's that was, that, he that, was do- that
1: bruise you saw all on TMZ and stuff
2: that you were showing
1: Yeah, the next day
0: did he do anything back? because he made a big deal about needing to fight back
2: Well, initially, like, when we were tussling before I threw him to the ground, he made it, yeah, we made it look like he was fighting back.
0: What did you do at that time, Ola?
2: Um,
1: So I was in charge of the noose and the bleach. So uh, once he got him on the floor, I was able to come pour the bleach on top of his sweater, place the noose around his face. I didn't put the noose around his neck fully. I didn't have time to because a car had... Pull a car had pulled up and shined its lights, but I don't think they actually saw us. At the at that time, I I thought that they did see us, but um, I don't think they actually saw us. So once we saw that car drive past, I just hurried up and put the noose around his face and ran off. So when you see the videos of him in his apartment when the police come and the nooses tied all around him he did that shit himself
0: you only tied it not i just only, put
1: it on his, fa- I placed, it on his I face i placed it on his face and ran away so how he had it all wrapped around his neck yeah that's he did that himself
0: when you look back now and you look at that video is it reflective of what you did
2: no it wasn't reflective of what you did he made it to look like that yeah he made it look like he
1: was like trying to be strangled with the noose which was not what happened i just placed it on his face i only had time to place it on his face before we ran away
2: Yeah, and in that video, it looked like a whole, real noose. Someone took their time to actually configure the uh, noose, the rope, to be a noose. That was a strong symbol, the use of that noose. And looking back at it, that's something that should not have been played with at all. Yeah, Uh, So many people, that means so much in the uh, Black community in America. That was
1: diabolic that he even
2: came up with that. Honestly, a noose. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The noose was a little bit overboard mm. uh, for black men to use that. Yeah, that was that was a bit strong.
0: Did you think that at the time, or is that reflecting back?
1: Yeah, that's reflecting back. That's reflecting back.
2: Yeah.
0: How long do you think the whole thing took? The attack.
1: Oh, uh, it was quick. Yeah, it was quick. It like, was about a minute, if that.
2: Not a minute. That's too long, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, if, that's what I'm saying, if that. If that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. About a minute or so.
0: So when you first saw the TMZ report, was that the same day you just got to Nigeria?
2: I saw a picture of the TMZ report, like the headline. That's all I saw at first. And it was a friend that sent it to me saying, Hey, ain't this your homie? He's talking about Jussie. Ain't this your homie that this happened to? And that's how that went. I didn't really, like, read it.
0: Did you think anything about it then?
2: I was like, damn, this dude moves fast. Jussie.
0: And did you see your involvement at all at that point? No. So you were just like, oh. What did you think at the time?
2: It worked. The plan worked. Yeah. Yeah, the plan worked, but what we were aiming for work it's they're picking it up the media mission complete yeah I felt like life was about to look
1: a lot different a lot different for us like things were about to be on a I said we was on an upward trajectory before now it was um, propelled explode yeah it was propelled now like I felt like his success was our success as well I started getting worried once I saw that the police was involved. (laughs) That's where I started (laughs) pacing back and forth. And I was like, man, can they find out it's us? Did we do anything to show that we were there? Like, if this comes out that it was us that did it, how much trouble can we get into? Just all these thoughts just running through my mind of the, the consequences of them finding out it was us what could happen to us for something and it was big too it was all around the world so like what actual trouble are we gonna get into if they find out it's us that was the ones that were involved in this
2: yeah i agree legally we didn't do anything wrong but then when you see what the conversation around it, that rang worry to us. It got the president of the United States talking about it. That's how big it was. It was being heavily politicized. They were saying a gay man, a white person attacking a gay black man, using racial slurs. Uh, the, it was a big, big news story and uh, everyone was, chiming in on what happened senators and and all that so that uh, made it more frightening to deal with or to think about
0: did you ever think that your identity would be revealed then was the plan that you would never be revealed
2: yeah absolutely not exactly because then it'll be scripted it'll just make it seem like it was scripted and That wasn't the plan, to have it be scripted. Yeah, we weren't supposed to come out in the limelight at all.
0: Did Jesse say to you what the plan was like after? Was there a discussion about, look, you know, say this if the police get involved, say this if this goes wrong. Was it just that you would never be found out who you were and that was that?
2: We would never be found out who we were. And also, there was no talk about the police or about what we should say because... But he never said that, oh, this was going to be a police matter. Yeah, we never expected for
1: the police to be involved.
0: But did you not think if it was going to be blasted out of social media and it was uh, seen as a hate attack that the police would get involved? Did that not come into your mind?
1: Honestly, it did not. Looking back now, I don't know why. I
0: don't know why.
1: Well, like I said, we had three
2: days, uh, about three days to go over everything. And we were just making sure we had everything that we needed for the attack. And we had, obviously, we had other things going on in our lives at that time. Yeah. Looking back, I feel like it was kind of silly
1: of me to not think that far that there's a, chance police can be involved in something like this. When it comes to social media, I just didn't put two and two together.
0: So then what was it like for you both when you went to Nigeria, you were on a plane back, and the police were waiting for you?
1: So even before we got on the plane to come back, we already had a
2: feeling like something wasn't right. Both of us had that feeling, like something wasn't right. We were on the same flight. We sat in different uh, seats. He got off the plane before me, and as I was getting off the plane, there's a custom officer checking passports. Let me see your passport, have your passports out. And when he saw my passport, he pulled me aside, and then I went to go get my bags. After that, they let us go, so I felt relieved. Cause when they first took us
1: out of line, I was like, damn, they got us. Like this is this is it. This is it.
0: What did they say to you?
1: Um, they just said they want to check our stuff, that they, they want to check our bags and stuff.
0: So it isn't they didn't say it was anything to do with nothing. the Jesse Smellett? No, 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 nothing at all. Attack.
1: Nothing at all. So after they checked my luggage, they let me go
2: me and him start walking hey stop saying me and him i would never seen you that's oh, a very important fact i nothing. did not see him okay. so when we were getting off the plane the last time i saw him was on the plane so when we were getting off i didn't even know they had taken him and he didn't know that they had me so we did not see each other we were not together even when we were getting our luggage i did not see him okay so yeah after they checked my luggage
1: I was walking towards the exit. It wasn't two minutes before the detectives stopped me, grabbed me up, and took me to another office area where they started to try to interrogate me. But they never told me what they were taking me in for.
0: What kind of things were they asking
1: you? They didn't get to ask me anything because, first of all, they took my phone. I gave them the passwords to my phones and then they asked if I wanted a lawyer that if I would talk to them and I said no I would not talk to them I would like a lawyer and after that they didn't ask me anything
2: else.
0: Did the same experience happen to you were you taken into an interrogation room?
2: Yeah two police officers came and said hey are you so-and-so. We would like a word with you. Follow us. So I followed them. They took me to a room and they asked for my phone. I said, for what? What you want my phone for? What, What is this for? They never told me what I was being held for or why they wanted to talk to me. They asked me to unlock my phone. I eventually gave them my phone and i did not unlock my phone i said no i'm not unlocking my phone for what why you want my phone what what is this for they never told me this and they asked me do i want to speak with them i said no i don't want to speak with you and uh, that was it i was there for like maybe 30 minutes to an hour i don't know what they were doing and then eventually we went out to like where the planes were and the police had their car out there and that's when I got outside. That's when they put the cuffs on me, going inside the police car.
0: And when did you next see each other?
2: When we were telling the police actually what happened, so like two, three days later.
0: So can you talk us through that? those moments from being on the tarmac and being put in a police car? What happened for the next 24 hours?
1: Once we got outside, they put me in cuffs before going inside the police car, read me my rights, take us to the station. At the station, they fingerprint me, take my picture, and put me in a cell. I believe I did get one phone call, which I used to call my girlfriend because it was Valentine's Day. And that was it. Um, That was my first phone call. Um, I don't even think I called anybody else. I didn't get another phone call. The next time I spoke to somebody was when Gloria, our lawyer, showed up. It was a stressful time because I didn't eat or drink anything for those two days. I didn't eat or drink anything. I was just in prayer and just being in that cell not knowing the time of day what time it was the only thing i could do was sleep and there wasn't enough sleep in the world that can get me through i feel like i was up more than i was able to sleep
0: what did you think it was to do with
1: um i had a feeling it was it had to do with the whole jesse smollett situation
0: when did you first get told that it was to do with that?
1: When Gloria, our lawyer, showed up and she
2: explained everything that was going on.
0: Bola, did you have the same experience?
2: Uh, similar. Because sim- you were
0: kept separate. Yeah, Am we, I right?
2: yeah, we were kept separate. And funnily, we both didn't eat or drink anything. And maybe it goes back to our upbringing. Uh, we, and maybe for different reasons, I just wasn't gonna, Eat or drink anything. It's the police that are asking me, what do I want to eat? What do I want to drink? I don't trust them like that. Uh, So I didn't want anything. Uh, Don't try to butter me up because it's not working. And I'm I'm not eating. And I thought that I was just going to be in there for a long time. I didn't know that uh, they can only legally hold us for 48 hours, or they'll have to charge us or uh, let us go. I didn't know that part of the law. So uh, being in there felt like forever. I'm talking about when I was in the cell, I had never been in a jail cell like that before. And when I was in the cell, I I would pace back and forth in the cell. And thinking back on it, it's like how animals are in zoos and they're pacing back and forth that's how I felt and it was doing something to my mind like humans aren't supposed to be locked up like this in a, in a cage
0: You're listening to Attacking Jesse the with Brothers story hosted and produced by me Charlie Webster Alongside producer Jackson McLennan, Research and assistant producer KC Hertz. Edited by Nico Palella. Seema Greywall is our assistant editor. Theme music by Nico Palella. Additional production by Will Hagel, Nicole Urban, and Stephen Sletton. Executive produced by me, Charlie Webster. This is a Lionsgate sound production engineered by Pilgrim Media Group.